Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He's Jack Gentry of the Tighten Up Podcast. In for Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media, whether it's Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. We go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Also hit us up on Instagram and TikTok. We're Nashville's on-demand sports talk uh, network. Uh, let's thank our sponsors before we get officially going this morning. Renters Warehouse, Nashville, the professional landlords in the Nashville area. Renterswarehouse.com is to find out how much your home can rent for. Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, where one 15-minute workout equals five or more hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is absolutely free. Wilson County Hyundai, if, you have, if you're looking for a new ride, simply head out to Lebanon or go to WilsonCountyHyundai.com. And the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So, Jack, before we dive into where the Titans stack up among the AFC powerhouses, uh, the new Titan Up podcast out this morning. Give the people a little tease of what they should be doing after today's morning show to go listen to you and Austin Huff. Guys, the time is now. NWI scored his first career touchdown. Austin and I had a ton of fun this week. We promised that if that happened, Joe Rectrode would come back on. Joe stops by for a few minutes. Um, we talk about the game. The turnovers are a problem, obviously. You lose A.J. Brown, but the replacements, the guys like Nick Westbrook-Akine, Ola Adaini, uh, Jeremy McNichols, Michael Pruitt, are, are all stepping up and making big plays when it matters. Taylor Lewan, he responded to being booed. Um, in his return at Nissan Stadium, we talk about that, whether it was right, whether it was wrong. Um, uh, just a ton of stuff. Isaiah Wilson, by the way, he worked yeah. out for the Colts this week. You know, we had some fun with that. And Don't the Giants. And the, and the Giants. Yeah. The yeah. Two 0-3 teams. So um, that kind of tells you where those teams are at in terms of desperation. But yeah, go go listen. It's a fun episode. We had a ton of fun doing it. And uh, I know you guys will have a ton of fun listening. Uh, it, it's It's a podcast where, you know, we're not going to give you all of the the in-depth statistics, but we have a ton of fun talking. And uh, it, 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 I believe that it's an enjoyable listen for any and all Titans fans. So if you hadn't heard it, go listen to it. If you have heard it, we appreciate you. Keep listening. We're going to have a ton of fun for the rest of the season. This week was no different. Yeah, so I would highly suggest you guys going and checking out the Titan Up podcast every Wednesday, hosted by Jack Gentry and Austin Huff. So we, got, uh, we have two Zachs, two Austins, a Jack. Uh, and many other names uh, with A to Z Sports. So, all right, let's dive into this conversation. So where do the Titans stack up? How do they stack up against the uh, the AFC's top teams, right? Because I think we can understand the consensus going into this season that we thought the top two teams in the AFC were going to be the Chiefs and the Bills, who were in the AFC title game a year ago. Then after that, is a is a certain in, in whatever order is the Titans, the Browns, the Ravens, right? I think that is the Titans, Browns, and Ravens are kind of that second tier of AFC teams behind Chiefs and Bills. Right now, all five of those teams, at least one loss. The Chiefs have actually lost two in a row. And so they're one and two, the first time that they've lost in September since Mahomes has been the starter. So it's very interesting, Jack. What do you what's your overall opinion about like just from a bird's eye perspective on the Titans' first three weeks compared to some of these other teams' first three weeks where everybody has a blemish on the resume? 
Yeah, none of these top five teams are, are really complete at this point in the season, and nor should they be. I mean, contenders typically try and bring in pieces in the offseason to fit uh, their mold and really elevate their team to, to a, a Super Bowl contending team. And while only one team can make it out of the AFC, these five teams all have a shot right now, and I think a, a few more than others. And when it comes to the Titans, we haven't really – been given a full glimpse of what these new acquisitions can do so far. Bud Dupree, he hasn't really been active. He's coming off an ACL. Julio Jones, they're being careful with him now. We saw the flashes that he made in week two. Uh, after a disappointing week one, he really showed, you know, him and Tannehill, that, that connection is, is building. It's growing. It's still not there yet. And now, of course, A.J. Brown goes down. So it's going to be tough, really, for the first half of the season to kind of gauge where the Titans stand as, as a complete team. Um, it, but when you're comparing them to some of these other teams in, in, in the Titans case, we're talking about the bills, the chiefs, the Browns and the Ravens, right? Uh, they're, they're I, I believe that they're somewhere in the middle. Uh, they're obviously not one or two, but I don't think they're five either. Now, whether or not uh, we'll get into where exactly I have these teams, but right. the Titans still have room to grow. And these other teams, some are a little more shaky than others. The chief have, a, the chiefs have a, have a losing record. They've lost back-to-back games for the first time since I can remember. Yeah, and, and they've lost uh, to two good teams, right? Like the yeah. Ravens and then the Chargers. And the Chargers have had the Chiefs number the last several years of being able to beat the Chiefs at least one time over the last few years. So that's something surprising. I think it's just surprising that it came on the heels of the first loss. But the Chiefs have a great win because beating the Browns in week one is a good win. So who has... I guess who has the best loss out of these teams, right? Because everybody's got one. The Titans got blown out by the Cardinals. Uh, the Bills lost to the Steelers, who don't look very good right now. Uh, we just talked about the Chiefs losing to the Ravens and then losing uh, to the Chargers. And then you've got the Ravens. Who the Ravens lose to? The Raiders. The Raiders, right? And the week Ra one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then the yeah week one Monday night, I believe. Uh, so, and then you've got, uh, uh, who else am I missing in this conversation? I guess the chiefs that we've talked about, but who has the worst, who has the best loss? Because like the Cardinals are good, right? Like, I think we've established that the Cardinals have a really good team, but they got blown out by 25 mm -hmm. points. Cause Dom says the Titans had the best loss. Honestly. I mean, you can say that like they maybe lost to the best team, but the way but, they lost, but the way they off. lost was so non-competitive that it has to hurt. Yes. I agree with you. The way they lost there rules the Titans out um, because these other teams have close losses with the bills. Their only loss was to the Steelers in week one and really came on the heels of a blocked punt, which you're lucky to see six, seven times in a season. So while that was a fluke play, the bills didn't really bring it week one. Um, they're, they're in the conversation with the Ravens. They went to Las Vegas week one when they're opening up, you know, Las Vegas stadium to the fans, um, with one of the buffers in the building. I mean, it was, the stars were out in Vegas yeah. on Monday night. That was a tough place to play. They played them to the wire. Um, it, the Browns lost to the chiefs. I think it's the Browns with the best loss here. Because, yeah. you know, that, that was a game that they were controlling for three quarters. Yeah, they and were, it was on the road. It was in yeah. Kansas City, too. And so I, I think I think you're right. That's where I was going to land is the Browns have the best loss of these teams. Uh, and so I think, you know, it's very interesting. So let's just go ahead and do this, Jack. Let's ask everybody, where do the Titans rank among these top five AFC teams? Where do the Titans rank 
among these top five AFC teams. We've been listing them. We've got the Bills, the Browns, the Ravens, and the Chiefs, and the Titans. So where are they ranking uh, in these top five teams? Real quick, let me tell you guys about our friends at the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. No go-to who you should trust whenever that injury happens uh, to you in life. Injuries do happen in life, unfortunately, so you just have to know who to trust to, who to go to. And the Bone & Joint Institute streamlines the process. They do everything at their one facility. They don't send you all over town to different uh, places for your imaging, for your testing, uh, for your rehab, for the surgery itself. They do everything right there and keep it all in-house to make it easy on you, the patient. Boneandjointtn.org is where to go. Bet MGM, the king of sportsbooks, guys. I'm I'm telling y'all, Bet MGM is an app you need to get. You need to go ahead and download if you haven't already. The selection, the variety, the the ability to to do in game parlays over there, where other uh, other sportsbooks may not have that. Uh, it, it, it's all elevated. Bet MGM does things a, a little bit more at an elite level than others, and you really need to go experience that. Go use promo code A to Z Sports when you sign up. Um, and you'll receive, I believe it's an A to Z 200 with your first deposit. You'll, uh, have a chance to, you know, you'll get $200 with your first deposit. Well, right so, now, right now, Jack, it, today it's ATOZ, uh, ATOZ sports for a risk-free bet up to $1,000 today. And that, that's the even better. Yeah. The $200 bet was from Monday night football. And actually, uh, I believe we have that coming up tomorrow night as well. Yeah. For uh Thursday night football. So, so yeah, yeah. Risk-free bet up to $1,000. You guys need to get in while, while the getting's good um, and, and really have a chance to double your bankroll um, with, with that extra money you're getting. It, it's a ton of fun. Jump in now. A lot of football left in this season. You're going to want to be on an app uh, to, to, to play some of these wagers. That's right. Bet MGM right there. All right, so let's get to it. Where do the Titans rank among these top five teams in the AFC. So those teams are once again just the Bills, the Browns, the Ravens, the Chiefs, and the Titans. Sean says fourth. If you guys want to go ahead and like list them out, that would be great. Uh, because you know, four is great, but we don't know who's ahead and who's below. Uh Steven says top four. Cassie says four. Lane says four. Noah thanks says, says Bills, Chiefs, Browns, then Titans and Ravens. Louis says top three. Dom says Bills, Browns, Chiefs, R- Titans, Ravens. Uh, Marv says the Titans are sixth on YouTube. Maurice says third. Uh, Ronnie says maybe fourth ahead of the Ravens. Uh, Andrew says the Ravens could easily be 0 and 3, a record field goal and a bad fumble. Uh, by uh, by I, I don't know what you Clyde, Ed, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Oh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I'm not used to seeing CEH <laughs> is like the weirdest acronym I think I've ever seen in my life. Uh, threw me off there for a second. Uh, Danny says Brown Bills, uh, Browns, Ravens, Bills, Titans, Chiefs. Danny has the Chiefs last. Dom says fourth of the Ravens. Uh, Stanley McMurray Jr. says put the Titans at second behind Buffalo in the regular season last year. We'll probably beat them this year. Uh, Alonzo says top four. So I think fourth is the uh, most popular answer. Frank says top five at least. Yes, Frank. We, we've, there are only five teams we're listing. Uh, so they're top five at least. That's true. Uh, so, Jack, what do you have the Titans at? With these teams that we're talking about, with the the two and one teams of Bills, Browns, Ravens, and then the Chiefs who are one and two, and then also the Titans who are at two and one, Where how do you rank those five? 
So through three weeks in the season, we're kind of going off resumes at this point, correct? Like, what what have you done so far in the season? And I, I get that some, but also understanding the talent, like, the talent yes. caps here, yes, right? Of course. So for me, I'll just go down the list. I believe that the Bills right now have looked the best and have, you know, if things stay the course, the the Bills, I believe, will come out of the AFC. They've got a very easy schedule remaining. Their only loss to Pittsburgh, like I said earlier, was really courtesy of a blocked punt, which is a bit of a fluky play. They, 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 they turn around the next week where, you know, that they could really let that linger and maybe let one loss turn to two. They shut out the Dolphins on the road, win 35 to nothing. And then, of course, this past week, they dominated Washington by 22. Now, Washington isn't the team they were last year, but the, the Bills' big weakness is their run game. Well, they're seventh in the NFL right now in rushing yards. Uh, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss, I, I don't know that that is something that they can keep up, but Josh Allen also factors into that, and you, you have to account for him. Their big offseason addition on offense was Emmanuel Sanders, who is, is tied for the team lead in receiving yards with Cole Beasley. There's a lot to like with the Bills, so that's why I have them number one. Number two, a lot of you guys may disagree. I have the Chiefs. I think you you have to respect the Chiefs and what they've done over the last three seasons. Um, now, this year's a bit of a different Chiefs team. They only returned one starting offensive lineman. Their pass rush has t- taken a bit of a step back. They've only got four sacks through three games, um, which, I mean, Titans fans understand that you can't win without a pass rush against some of these mobile quarterbacks in the AFC. Now they add Josh Gordon, so the rich get a little bit richer, but is that a distraction? Will he kind of throw a wrench in things? And the big question mark for me with the Chiefs, what's going on with Andy Reid's health? Right. That's, that's a huge question. I understand you have trust in Eric Bieniemy, but without Andy Reid back there, uh, it's, it's going to be tough. And without a really focused and, and dedicated Andy Reid while he's got other distractions going on, I worry about them. I have the it Titans. sounds like he's going to be okay. For the it most sounds part. like he's going to be okay now. Yes, I understand, but I, it's still to me a bit, a bit weird because he was hospitalized for a couple of days. Uh, the Titans, I have at three. Now, uh, you, you know, I only have them at three because of the quality of wins that they have. Going to Seattle and beating Russell Wilson, obviously the Colts coming to to Nashville. The Titans had their way with them. Um, but you know, outside of that five game gauntlet that we've been talking about since the schedule came out with Buffalo, Kansas city, Indianapolis, uh, the Rams, the saints, the rest of their games are pretty winnable. I I mean, they're, they're very winnable. So I I believe the Titans can really do themselves a lot of favors in in terms of seeding based on their schedule and based on how weak the division is. The pass rush is improved. We've seen it now they're thin this week and they're thin going forward. But uh, seven sacks through three games. I think you tell Titans fans that before the season, they all take it. No A.J. Brown, Bud and Julio still kind of getting used to things, getting back in the groove. We're going to wait on them. Um, The Titans are a work in progress as is, but I'm comfortable putting them at three. Behind them, I've got the Browns. Okay. The Browns, the the Browns have the best pass rush in the NFL, and then, I, I think I think the Browns are need to be much higher than that. I I, well, I take the Browns or the Titans right now. It, well, that, that's fine. I'm I'm the the Browns haven't beaten anybody. The, the Browns, the Browns beat the Texans and the Bears. Uh, they, I guess sure, they, they played the Chiefs tight, and you know you can only play who's on your schedule, and you can only beat who's on your schedule. But I need to see them beat a good team because without oh, Odell Beckham Jr. has been, been banged up. Jarvis Landry's always banged up. Um, and Baker Mayfield, I, I still can't completely trust him in a big game. I, I for whatever it is, I, I just don't trust him in a big game to throw for 350 if he has to. Um, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, great backfield, best backfield in the NFL probably. I know Titans fans are going to get mad. You've got Derrick Henry, and he's better than everyone. 
But in a one two, as a one-two tandem, the, the Browns got it. And then the Ravens come in at five for me. Cluster injuries, a big factor. Their weapons can't really be trusted. Um, and, and their wins, the, the, the yeah. two wins came by one point and two points. So, well, and you look at the uh, the Ravens and the Titans. The Ravens are two and one. They have a point differential of minus three. <laughs> the Titans are two and one with a point dif- differential of minus 13 because obviously the blowout to the Cardinals really hurts the Titans. When you look at the resume, I think like the, the Browns I have look, the bills are first, right? The bills losing to the Steelers was bad and dumb and cost me money on the bet MGM app, but I'm over that. I moved forward because I won money off of them last week, but like the bills are, I think the best team in the AFC right now. Uh, I think second is the Browns to me. And I know, the Chiefs beat the Browns, but I think the Browns are a very complete team with a good offensive line, a really strong running game, and an incredible defense, and that lasts. That lasts the entire season, and they've got depth at at those positions as well. And I, I trust Baker Mayfield to an extent, but the good thing is he didn't have to do all that much because of how the team is set up, so that elevates him. Ryan says he thinks Denver is top five. We'll talk about the Broncos, the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Bengals uh, in our next segment for contenders or pretenders. But here's how I'm going to do my my five. So I've got the Bills first, the Browns second, the Chiefs third, the Titans fourth, and the Ravens fifth in this conversation. I think the Ravens and how they were able to just squeak out a win over the Lions doesn't really help you out that much. Look, that, that win... Uh, over uh, the Chiefs was impressive and a fun to watch. But again, I, I think uh, the Ravens just have a lot of issues that they're going to have to deal with the deeper the season goes. So that's where uh, that's where I go. Bills, then Browns, then Chiefs, then Titans, and then uh, the Ravens let, wrap it up. Uh, Nate says, Austin literally wears a Bills jersey to bed. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> what do I say that like is wrong about the Bills? Like we just, both have Bills number one and Ravens. Yeah, like what did I say that makes you think about that? Like, I mean, come on, that's so ridiculous, there, Nate. Oh, like what? Why? Like I just said that they're the best team in the AFC right now. Stay shoot on them, Nate. Yeah, shoot me right now because everybody else agreed uh, on this. So I find that interesting. So um, let, let's move to this next discussion to get these other teams in here. Are these four AFC teams? playoff contenders or pretenders because a lot of Scott, I mean, Scott says he would put the chargers above the Ravens. So Ken asked no chargers. We're talking about them now because again, the, 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 this past conversation was about the teams that we thought highly of going into the year as the top tier AFC teams. Now these four that we're going to talk about next are kind of the surprise AFC teams. So that's what we're going to go into. Are these four teams contenders or pretenders for the playoffs are they contenders or pretenders for the playoffs but real quick let me tell you guys about mandu the pulse of fitness one 15 minute workout equals five plus hours in the weight room mandu.com your first workout is absolutely free so go check it out it's full body electronic muscle stimulation uh, a great way to achieve your fitness goals seriously they can help you out whatever your fitness goals might be whether it's to trim that last little bit of body fat add muscle mass whatever it is to, tr- to fully transform your body. They have the science and the trainers there to help you out at mandu.com. So your first workout's free. And if you tell them A to Z Sports sent you, they will give you $100 off your first month when you sign up right there at mandu.com. Bet MGM. 
Promo code A to Z Sports. This is going to get you a long way, guys. Use promo code A to Z Sports when you sign up, and you'll get a risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars. That's that's a great value. Uh, you're not going to find that in many other places. Code A to Z Sports gets you. You, you put in a hundred, you'll get you'll get another hundred in free bets. You, you put in a thousand, you'll get another thousand in free bets. You get a lot of money to play with. You bet it over a few times, you can pull it all out. Uh, it's a great way to make money. Great way to get started. And you know it gives you a it gives you a little cushion for some mulligans if maybe you lose a bet or get you know get beat on a bad beat. So use promo code A to Z Sports. Download the BetMGM app, the king of sports books. Trust me, you guys are gonna love it. All right. So uh, who is a contender or a pretender? Uh, <clears throat> let's start with the three and O. We're just gonna go from the top left, right? Let's start with the three and O Denver Broncos. Jack, do you think they are contenders or pretenders? Pretenders. They are a fraudulent 3-0. The teams they've beaten, the Giants, the Jaguars, and the Jets, gross, disgusting, terrible wins. Um, I, I believe you're getting an 0-9 from, from their combined opponent's record. Uh, they, you know, they got skill. They've got skill at their skill positions. Uh, Cortland Sutton's pretty solid. Jerry Judy's coming back soon. Um no offense, a solid tight end. And you got Melvin Gordon in the backfield with Williams. Um, but, you know, this is the next four games we're going to learn a lot about the Broncos. And let's not forget, before the season started, Vic, Vangio, Vic Fangio was, uh, on most sports books, pre- predicted to be, the, the odds told us that he was going to be the first coach fired this season. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of turmoil heading into the season. The next four games, they host the Ravens, they go to Pittsburgh, they host the Raiders. And then they go to Cleveland. I think that, you know, if they don't split two and two here, then it's time to call them pretenders. And I think it's, uh, I'm already doing it. Teddy Bridgewater, he's not going to get it done. He's not going to win you a playoff game. As good of a regular season quarterback as he may be in managing games and this and that, he's not going to get it done in the playoffs. They brought in Kyle Fuller in the secondary and drafted Pat Sertain. So their defense is respectable. And Von Miller's returning to his old form. He's already got four sacks this season. But the Broncos are pretenders until they beat they, they beat a couple of these teams here in this next four game stretch. I don't trust the Broncos as far as I can throw them. They're pretenders. I mean, Andrew says all four will make the playoffs. That's saying a lot. We'll talk about that because if all four make the playoffs, then that means you think all four AFC West teams will make the playoffs, and you think the Browns and the Ravens and the Bengals will make the playoffs. It's just that's I, you know I really doubt uh, that would happen there. So let's. Just read some comments talking about the Broncos here. Hunter and Jarrell think they're pretenders. I'm kind of with you. Like I think most people are saying that the Broncos at three and zero are pretenders, but just because they they have definitely had the easiest first three games ever, right? No question. In I the mean, NFL. yeah, like they, it looks the defense, like the defense is for real. I believe the defense is for real, but that you, offense is suspect. I, I mean, you're absolutely right of what we're going to find out about the Broncos against Ravens, Steelers, Raiders, Browns. Like that is a, now we can see how for real they are because they, like their first three games this season, Jack, honestly look like, you know, Wake Forest scheduling their non-conference schedule <laughs> in the first three weeks before they play an ACC game. Seriously, like that's, it yeah. looks like they're playing like uh, Southeast Louisiana and Kent State and Central some other, Connecticut, yeah, yeah, like like they're playing nobodies, and it's crazy to think that there are nobodies in the NFL. But the Giants, Jags, and Jets are absolutely that they are nobodies, and they've been able to destroy all these teams and win three straight games 
by double digits to start the season. And again, they're not blowing out. I mean, they are blowing out teams, but they're not putting up a bunch of points. 27 points is their season high right now this year. So that's kind of how I feel about this is I think the Broncos are absolute pretenders. Let's go to the bottom left there. The other 3-0 team in the AFC are the Las Vegas Raiders contenders or pretenders? Again, we're talking about for a playoff spot. Yes. Are they contenders or pretenders for a playoff spot? The Raiders are making the playoffs this season. I I am very, very confident in that. What they did on defense over the offseason, they brought in Ngakwe, they've got Solomon Thomas, and they already had Max Crosby. That is, so, so that front four is really strong. You've got K.J. Wright right behind him and a decent secondary, not great. Casey Hayward's back there um, and some young guys. But Derek Carr leads the NFL in passing yards through three weeks. Who would who saw that coming? I sure didn't. Uh, and they, they've got quality wins. They've beaten Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and the Dolphins. All three of those teams. I mean – Without Pittsburgh, those other two, I mean, they, they have a good shot of making the well, playoffs. I think the, the, big, the big thing with what you just said, list the teams that they've beat already. Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Miami. AFC, the, AFC, AFC. Yes, exactly. So that's 3-0 AFC record, which holds big in tie breaks yep. uh, if it comes down to wild card because that division is going to be tough. But to me, the Raiders are absolutely contenders. I love what they've done on defense, and I think their offense, Derek Carr, he's finally figured it out. You know, he, There's been some hitches in his game, and he's got Waller, but – uh, I do believe that that wide receiver that wide receiver group is just not as strong as I wished it was for the Raiders. But I, I do think Derek Carr this is his breakthrough season, and um, this is not a fluke. This is not a this is not just a hot three game stretch. This is not a Billy Volk Drew Bennett run. Okay, in 04. this is the real deal. The Raiders are the real deal. They will make the playoffs. You're saying right now the Raiders are going to make the playoffs. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. The Raiders are making. If if Derek Carr stays healthy, the Raiders will make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody understands that. Like the, the everybody's everybody's quarterback has to stay healthy. Health is assumed. Yes. The Raiders have done this before, though. Like last year, they were six and three, fell That's off a cliff. They lost five of the last seven to end up eight and eight. I think that their home field, and this is something that's that's underestimated. They they have one of the best home fields in football right now. As long as you know, fans are continue to be allowed in at max capacity. That's an underrated aspect, and that's something that the Chargers we're going to talk about. They yeah. don't have right. No, not at all. But I, I think the Raiders are contenders to make the playoffs. To make the playoffs, I don't think I'm not going as far as you are going in saying that they will make the playoffs. But just because. They do have a tough schedule. They got the Rams this week. That's a really, you know, 3-0 versus 3-0 at L.A. against the Rams. It's going to be a game that you're going to want to watch. Monday Night Football is a good one. Uh, you know, can they take care of Chicago? You would think so. They go at Denver, so that's good. But it's a good uh, litmus test. So they've got some, they've still got some tough uh, teams on their schedule. They got Kansas City twice. We know they do play the AFC North. So they've got um, Cincinnati and Cleveland, who we both probably think are the top two teams of that division. Uh, and so, look, they they got a, a pretty tough a pretty tough schedule the rest of the way, just because they've been. I mean, look, they've been able to get through what we like going into the year: Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Miami. That's like, tough. Go, that going into the year, we thought that would be tough. Baltimore overtime win, very impressive. Pittsburgh, I think the Steelers are bad. That's just me. I, I just don't 
believe that much. In I the don't. Pittsburgh I don't think Steelers. they're very good either. But it, it's still hard to beat the Steelers. And I mean, that's any team in the NFL. You see Pittsburgh on the schedule. I mean, what they haven't had a losing record in in, in how many years? Almost two decades. Like, yeah. It's, it's, I, I just think the Steelers are about to fall off the cliff, and, and that and they and it started last year in December when they fell off the cliff, and then Miami, like they they beat Miami. Jacoby Brissett played the game of his life. Uh, and so, and it went to overtime. So, like two overtime wins. Again, I think, I think they are contenders to for a playoff spot. But I'm not going to go as far as you are in saying they're going to make the damn playoffs. All right, Jack. These two teams. Let's start with the Los Angeles Chargers. Are the yeah. Los Angeles Chargers a contender or pretender? They're the most curious case in the NFL to me. Justin Herbert. This is his second year in the NFL. He's already having to learn a new offense this season. That offense is fantastic, by the way. You've got Keenan Allen, who in his old age is still producing at a high level. Mike Williams has bust onto the scene this season. Austin Eckler is a formidable running back that's really Justin Herbert's best friend. You know, running back he can he can trust to throw the ball to, and Eckler gets it done after the catch. I'm not so sure that they're contenders just yet, Austin. I, I'm not so sure because, you know, in, in the NFL – defenses and head coaches have a way of figuring out young quarterbacks. This is the second go around for Justin Herbert. The back half of last season, he had his way with NFL defenses. I think adjustments are going to be made and they're going to find ways to stop Herbert or at least, you know, kind of, kind of limit him in what he can do. And I'm not so sure that that defense is had is, is as strong as it needs to be. But the biggest question mark on that team, they don't have a kicker. The Titans have had kicking troubles, but Good Lord, the Chargers. I mean, they had Michael Badgley up until the end of the season last year. Yeah. I brought him in and saw what happened. I mean, the Titans had kicker problems. The Titans had kicker problems and still won 20 games in the regular season. The Chargers roster is not what the Titans was last year. I don't think that that's a fair comparison. And also, they they have a they have a very young quarterback. Ryan Tannehill's been to the playoffs before. You know, you mentioned last year. Ryan Tannehill's been to the playoffs. I'm just saying regular season. I'm, I'm just saying regular season. I understand. And uh, you know what? There's a very real possibility that the Chargers make the playoffs. But for now, I, I, I'm trusting NFL defenses to to kind of adapt to what Herbert's given them on film and, and make adjustments. And I, I, to me right now, I can't trust the Chargers. That home field's a big problem, too. They are the only team in the NFL who, for 17 weeks of the season, play road games. It, it's like It's almost like Vanderbilt down in West End. You know, opposing teams go to L.A. They're on vacation. They fill up the Chargers stadium because the Chargers don't have fans in L.A. That's a Rams town, and they take it over. The Chargers are on the road 17 times in the season. Uh, Danny says Herbert is the biggest dude out of the four contenders. So if we're and Danny's talking about the the Broncos, Herbert's Raiders. solid. Herbert's. I I think I I would take Justin Herbert over Derek Carr in a freaking heartbeat. Like Joe Joe Burrow's having a good start to the season too. We'll talk about the Bengals here in a little bit. But yeah, I mean. I think so. You you're saying Chargers pretenders? Oh man, it's toeing the line. I've got to go one way or another. I'm going to say they're contenders. To, obviously, they're contenders to make the playoffs. They've got they, they've got too talented of an offense not to. I'm but you would, contenders, but they're the most. I'm the most skeptical of the Chargers. Really, I, I think the chat based on our conversation about the Titans, the Ravens, the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Browns, people in the chat were thinking that the the Chargers should have been in that conversation. Now they just beat the Chiefs, and so uh, and it was in Kansas City, and that's a that's a big time 
win to establish there. But, but but jumping on the Chargers bandwagon right now is buying high on them. I, I don't. No, I, I get what you're saying. And again, yeah. like just like we said about uh, the Broncos, we're going to learn a lot over the next four weeks, uh, really three weeks, about the Chargers when they play Raiders, Browns, Ravens. Right? Like can and tough defenses like that that Chargers Browns game really all three of them Chargers Raiders Chargers Browns Chargers Ravens the next three weeks can Justin Herbert win two of those if they come out of that four and what two yeah uh and they're you know they they then I think the Chargers are for real I, I think they are contenders for a playoff spot right now but if they again I think if they split or go two and one in these next three games they have a legitimate chance to go for the division because they've got the head, to, the one head to head over the Chiefs, and uh, that would set them up very nicely uh, for what they do. Because then they have the Patriots, the Eagles, the Vikings, and some lighter games uh, there. But I think that the Chargers are absolutely a contender for a playoff spot, and the next three games can determine whether or not they're a contender to battle the Chiefs head to head for that division title in the AFC West. Isn't it crazy that the AFC West is this solid? From top to bottom, they have the best records in the NFL. The Broncos 3-0, and the Raiders 3-0, and and then you have uh, obviously the Chargers 2-1, and Chiefs 1-2, and but I, I, I think we can all agree the Chiefs aren't going to stay in the bottom of that division. Something's going to turn, and you know, not all three teams – well, I guess they technically could make the playoffs – I, I strongly doubt that all three teams end up making the playoffs out of that division. Yeah, and uh, Juan says we need to have this conversation again after week 13. We're probably going to have it in like four weeks. We're probably going to have it. In. We're only yeah, three weeks uh, in. Yeah, I know. We're probably going to have this conversation several times just because it's always like a, you know, see where, where the wind's blowing and see what everybody feels like. I have a guess that we'll probably have this conversation after the Titans go Bills-Chiefs. Like that's probably the next time. Mm-hmm. We'll revisit that to see where the Titans stack up once we get to there. All right, the Bengals. Jack, are the Bengals contenders or pretenders for a playoff? Come on, guys. They're complete and total pretenders. They have one of the worst coaches in the NFL. Joe Burrow, he's, he, this is you know this is his second season too, although you know uh, that ACL is tough to come off of. But they beat Minnesota because Minnesota shot themselves in the foot. They had 12 penalties in that game. Takes them overtime to beat the Vikings. Uh, they beat Pittsburgh this past week, and they look good doing it. But like you mentioned, this isn't the same Steelers squad. This is more of a seven and ten Steelers squad mm-hmm. than, than it is, uh, you know, a, a wild card, even division contender team. Um, they lost to the Bears in Andy Dalton's revenge game. That's concerning because you, the Bears last week they threw for one total net passing yard. I get Justin Fields was in, but that's kind of a reflection on the offense as a whole and the offensive line and everything like that. Uh, they've got great wide receivers, but they failed to address their offensive line in the draft. Um, now, yeah. now that comes with Jamar Chase, who has been a, probably a, a rookie of the year. He's probably the rookie of the year leader right now, in my opinion. Um, Mixon, Mixon has been outstanding this season. I just don't believe he can continue that, continue being a top five rusher in the NFL. Um, they're tied for third in the league in giveaways, which is a big problem for me. They've given the ball up five times through three games. And, you know, when, when a team is not as talented as its competition, you have to take care of the football. They haven't shown me that they can do that yet, and I'm labeling them as pretenders because of that. All right. I get you. In their next five games, though, they've got the Jags, the Lions, and the Jets. So I'm not surprised if, you know, right at Halloween, we're looking at the five and three Bengals. Right? 
and 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 the and five and three is a legitimate record through the first you know half of the season, where the Bengals are just around to be in the wild card hunt. And depending on how they continue to progress, I I, I think the Bengals they're either going to continue to improve or crash and burn. Like, there's no middle like there's no middle ground with the Bengals. It's either no. going to be like, oh, Joe Burrow's figured it out. And that, you know, they're starting to put together Zach Taylor's figured it out. Or it's just like, oh, they got figured out and now they're getting just demolished. And Joe Burrow's getting killed again behind an offensive line that was failed to be addressed last season. When you draft a quarterback number one overall and don't put an offensive line around him, you're asking for that. You're 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 sabotaging the future of your franchise by doing so. Yeah. So like I said, that the Bengals could be five and three uh after they beat the Jets on Halloween, right? Then then here's where it crashes and burns. <laughs> ready? You ready for this? I'm ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> Browns at Raiders, Steelers, Chargers, Niners at Broncos, Ravens, Chiefs at Browns, end of season. Uh how many games is that? Was that was that ten games? That no, was, was nine uh, games. Nine games. Yeah, that that that's nine losses to me. I mean, if they you, get, you may if, figure one out along. I mean, the way. they could beat the Steelers again or something like that because they've already beaten them. Like they, but uh, good lord, I mean, that's a really tough, tough last nine games. So you're staring at like six or seven wins. So I, I think we agree that the Bengals off to a good start, uh, five and three potentially to get their hopes up there in Cincinnati. And then absolutely crash and burn with that nine games in the season. If you tell Bengals fans before the season that they have a shot to win seven games, they'll take that. They're not. They're not expecting a playoff berth. No, progress, they just want to see man. improvement. Yeah, absolute progress. All right, so uh, let's do this little question here before we get to throwing shade because I'm I'm curious how you feel about this. Uh, we've already kind of we've already kind of labeled the Bengals as one of these, but we've talked about nine AFC teams today. Which two are absolutely not going to make the playoffs? And is there somebody that we have not talked about today that you think could do something pretty good that could be a playoff contender that we have not talked about uh, today? But real quick, let me tell you guys about our friends at Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com to go check their inventory. So just go to WilsonCountyHyundai.com or take a nice drive out to Lebanon uh, to see them, see Payne Bone and his team at Wilson County Hyundai. Just I-40 East, exit 236, just two miles off the exit. It's a great drive to Wilson County Hyundai, and they will hook you up with the right car for you in your situation. They'll, they'll let you test drive it around the block. They'll let you take it home. A little 24-hour-plus test drive, see how it feels, sleep on it, wake up, look at it outside your house, say, yeah, I can see myself in this. Drive back to Wilson County Hyundai, and then go figure out the numbers, and they'll help you make the numbers work because that's what they do there at Wilson County Hyundai. Payne Bone and his team, fantastic crew. Go check them out. You can absolutely trust them. We've been working for them for several years now. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. BetMGM, the king of sportsbook. Use promo code A to Z Sports as soon as possible. When this show ends, download that damn app. BetMGM, use promo code A to Z Sports. You'll get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. It's a great deal, and it's a ton of money to play around with. I say play around because it literally is free money. They're giving you free money on top of your initial deposit up to $1,000. They'll match it. Use promo code A to Z sports to get in on this offer while you can. Trust me, guys, it's going to be another fun week of football. You're going to want to have this when the weekend rolls around. All right, right there. So let's go and, and discuss these teams again. Uh, Jack, uh, 
do you which of the teams outside of the Bengals do you think that we've talked about today that will miss the playoffs? Because we've talked about nine. There's only seven playoff spots. So we've just labeled the Bengals as one who's out. Who is the other team in the AFC that we've talked about today that will miss the playoffs? The Broncos. Mind? The Broncos. The Broncos are 3-0 and right now. They will not make the playoffs. That division is too tough without a quarterback. In that division, you have Derek Carr, Patrick Mahomes, and Justin Herbert. Teddy Bridgewater can't get it done because you don't have to just manage games in that division. You've got to win them. Teddy Bridgewater can't do that his first year in this offense. While the defense is solid, I, I don't believe the Broncos' offense is good enough to hold up throughout the season, throughout a 17-game season, um, and, and make the playoffs. There's too much competition in that division and only a couple wild, sparts, wild card spots to be had. The Broncos will not make the playoffs. Okay. All right. Uh, it's hard to disagree with that. I, I think the Broncos are probably the, the second weakest team in our contenders and pretenders. Uh, so I agree. Which of the top five teams is the most likely team to miss the playoffs? Is it the Ravens? The Ravens. Because the, the rate that they're running Lamar Jackson, he's the fourth leading rusher in the NFL. But you have a 17-game season for the first time in NFL history. You've got to protect Lamar Jackson. If he goes down, that's the, that ship sinks. I mean, as with most teams, if their quarterback goes down, that ship sinks. But with the cluster injuries that they've already had in, in the in the training camp, they lose uh, Marlon Humphrey and, and J.K. Dobbins, Dobbins on back-to-back plays in training camp. That's a yeah. huge blow to start the season. They still haven't figured out the running back position. And their pass defense is one of the worst in the NFL right now. I think the Ravens have, uh, you know, they're just a couple guys away from missing out on the playoffs. And, you know, I, I don't, somebody's got to win that division, and it's going to be the Browns. The wild card's going to be a tough get for the Ravens. I truly believe that. Yeah, same. But I also like I asked the question, um, like who have we not talked about that could be a, a playoff contender? And I think the Dolphins got brought up the most. There were a couple Colts answers in the comments from you guys, but like the Dolphins squeaked by the Patriots in week one, absolutely destroyed by the Bills 35-0 in week two, and Jacoby Brissett played out of his mind to lose an overtime to the Raiders in week three. Like I, I think that's I think we've kind of got the playoff picture for the AFC. Like yeah. I think it's the nine teams that we've talked about that are the in the hunt have an opportunity because the Patriots are going to go through growing pains with Mac Jones. The Dolphins are currently going through quarterback injuries and issues with Tua being on injured reserve for two more weeks. I personally don't believe in the Steelers. Rashad says the Steelers. I don't think the Steelers are any good. Well, I think their defense is good, but they've got injuries on the defense. Offensive line's terrible. Big Ben can't move. The wide receivers Big ben, are banged up. Like, like, it was so obvious to me to watch the Steelers, who started, what, 11-0 and last year and then fell off a cliff because they got old immediately, like in live time. The Steelers, Big Ben can't do it anymore. So I think, I kind of think it's these nine teams that are going to be contending for the seven playoff spots. Yeah, I tend to agree. And, you know, I, I'm hesitant to completely rule out the Colts, even though they're 0-3. They're they have four division wins that they're still going to grab, probably. The Jags and the Texans twice. Um, and, and, you know, playing in that weak division can really help them out uh, bouncing back. But That's true. But there's, but one they've team, got... there's one team every season that just nothing can go right. Injuries are bad. They can't put it together at the end of games. I think the Colts are that team this year, and for that reason, I don't believe they'll make it, but I'm still not going to rule them out, even though they're 0-3 um, in this week division with four wins that are still on the table, it, just in the division alone. Well, the, I mean, the Colts, like, just because, 
Like Carson Wentz is still hurt. <laughs> I know. You know like, I, I, I believe me, and that and the pass rush has been weak. They haven't hardly pressured anybody. They only hit Tannehill twice all day on Sunday. Uh, just uh, if I had to put another team in there, it's probably the Colts. And then Michael says the Colts are going zero and four against the NFC West. Well, the, the good thing in that is they've already started zero and two against them. So there's only two more left, and they're zero and three. I mean, the Colts. If the Colts want any life, any life. They must beat the Dolphins on Sunday. Like that's it's that's it, right? Yeah. Because if they beat, is it possible? I, I don't know. I don't know that it's ever been done. To get out of zero and four, it definitely hasn't. I don't think it's been done. Uh, now, remember when Frank Reich's first year, the Colts started one and five and made the playoffs. Can't really, you know, that roster was a, probably a, a hell of a lot better than this one, and yeah. the quarterback position probably had Andrew Luck at the helm. Um, or, or Jacoby Brissett. I don't know who was playing back there at that time, but the Colts defense hasn't been what it was, was what it was talked up to be in the offseason. The, the Colts, you're right, are a death blow away. From, Miami can put the nail in the coffin this Sunday. Yeah, Cassie says that uh, she thinks Houston is better than the Colts. See, I'm, now I'm kind of worried because I've got I've got a bet at BetMGM that the AFC South will finish uh, one Titans, two Colts at plus 145. And like, you'll, get, pretty- there. you'll get there. It's going to be gross, though. Like, the Colts might be second in the division Six at, wins. like, 7 and 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be gross, and it's going to be sloppy, and it's going to be greasy. But uh, I have a hard time believing Davis Mills wins more than two or three games in Jacksonville right now. Oof. I, there, there's, that's a mess. That, that's a big mess. What? Oh, here's, here's this would be interesting. Will the Colts, Jags, and Texans season wins surpass the Titans total season wins. Absolutely not. Absolutely. You don't think so? I think the Titans are going to win 10 games minimum. Uh, they got a shot at 11 and I don't, I don't see the Jags and Texans combining to win more than three or four. Uh, that leaves the Colts finishing. Probably they'll probably have to win about eight games to surpass the Titans win total total or the, the Titans win total for the season. And, you know, three, four plus eight going to finish around 11, 12. I don't know that the Colts win eight games. I don't know. I think, I think the t- here, here's what I think. I think for that to happen, the Titans have to win 12 games. If the Titans win 12 games, I don't think the Jags, the, the Texans and Colts combined for 12. I think 11 is that perfect number of I could buy either way. Cause I, I think. You're being think, a Titan super Homer right now. Um, not really. You, you're, you're kind of just. You're you're kind of going off what's happened so far this season. Carson Wentz can't move. Quentin Nelson just got carted off the field last week. It's a real possibility that they're without Wentz for the last half of the season, and Jacob Eason has to step in. Then your three quarterbacks in the AFC South, aside from Tannehill, are Jacob Eason, Davis Mills, and, and uh, Trevor Lawrence. So, yeah. uh, what is that? Three rookie quarterbacks. I mean, I mean that's not going to be done. You're not going to win twelve games combined with those guys. Um, especially with the supporting cast they have in Houston and Jacksonville. I think the Colts are probably around six or seven win team. I think the the Texans and Jags combined for five or six. And so that's where I think the, the Titans, if the Titans are 12 and five, I think that's where they, they match the rest of the division. That's how bad the division is right that's now. That's a fun game to play, though. That's a great question. And man, who who would have who, who saw that coming? I, I might have to figure. I'm going to send a text to Alan Bell after the show to see if he can come up, whip up some odds for us uh, on to see if the what what are the odds 
that the Titans have more wins than the rest of the division. I think the Titans are going to be going to be underdogs to do so. I, I think they'll be a plus money, but it, it's a very real possibility at this point. Yeah, I'm going to do that. That'll be my own personal homework uh, after the show. So uh, that'll be fun. All right, all right, Jack. <laughs> let's go ahead and uh, do this. It is time for throwing shade. Uh, you haven't have, you haven't thrown shade in a long time. So no, I no. hope you have your shade ready. Uh, today. Hope you have your shade ready, but real quick, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse and RentersWarehouse.com. Make sure you know where to go to RentersWarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. There's so many different ways you can use Renters Warehouse to your benefit. RentersWarehouse.com. Make sure you check out all the different things they can do for you and your family, create extra cash flows, get long-term equity, which means long-term wealth, which means you're building your retirement plan already at renterswarehouse.com. If you're looking to rent out a home for someone, uh, for you, for your son, your daughter, whatever it might be, renterswarehouse.com has a great inventory of homes across the mid-state. That's at renterswarehouse.com. going to remind you of BetMGM. Just talking about Alan Bell. Alan Bell and Brian Edwards, A to Z Sports Picks. Uh, that They'll be back on Friday to get you ready for the weekend. But BetMGM, download the app. Use our code ATOZ Sports. You get a risk free bet up to $1,000 with your first deposit and your first bet. That's the BetMGM app right there. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older, must be president of Tennessee. And for gambling prompt support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 1 800 889 9789. Jack, it is time for throwing shade. It's been a while since you've been on here for throwing shade. We've got something new. Yeah. All right, Jack, I will let you start since you are the uh, guest host today. What is your shade, sir? So my shade today is, you know, for all of those Titans fans who are at the game on Sunday, uh, pregame warm-ups, Taylor Lewan for player introductions, gets showered with a few boos, and he addressed it post-game. He was pretty shocked by it. Now, I'm not throwing shade at the people who booed him. But uh, because, you know, if you're a season ticket holder, if you pay to watch these guys play, you have the right to boo. Whether you exercise it or not is up to you. I'm not going to get on you for booing. My problem is I'm throwing shade at the people who compare their job to NFL players' job. Their nine-to-five job selling insurance, selling apartment space, whatever the hell it is, it, it is, is not the same as playing NFL football. You can't compare your day, uh, you know, in your job, at your office, to NFL players' office, which is the football field. Those two jobs just don't relate. Uh, I hate when people do that. Well, if I did this at my job, I would be fired. And we went over this on the podcast. Well, your job is you're not one of the best athletes in the entire world. You're not a top five employee at your position or a top really, I guess it would have to be top 30, 35 employee at your position internationally. That You, you, you can't compare what you do at your nine to five job, your desk job, to what Taylor Lewan and those guys do out on Sunday. So when you say, you know, if I performed like that at my job, I'd be fired. Well, you are you don't have the athleticism, the agility, the the strength, the skill, the resume, the three-time Pro Bowls to fall back on. You don't have any of those accolades at your job. You can't compare what you do at your work to what these NFL players do at their work. I'm throwing shade at everyone who compared Taylor Lewan's poor job performance in week one coming off an ACL to what they do day in and day out at their jobs, at their nine-to-fives. Um, and that's my shade this week, Austin. I think that's good shade. I always like think about whenever <clears throat> whenever I hear like a, an athlete 
in a post-game press conference like that, I always think to myself, what would it be like if I had to give post-game interviews on my performance? Like, think about like what you guys would have to go through if you had to give a post-workday interview that thousands and thousands and thousands of people were going to listen to of how you performed that day. So David says, great shade, Jack. You get the love of the show. Thanks, David. All right, so uh, more shade here on the show. Um, uh, Dustin says, my shade is those who comment first <laughs> on the Facebook comments when they're consistently third or fourth. That's funny. Uh, David says, those trash trend, those transitions are so corny. Do better, guys. David, suck. <laughs> We're keeping them. We're not going anywhere. Uh, <laughs> Zach Goodman says he has uh, two shades. Andrew says shade on the Titans mobile tickets. They suck. The lanyards for the season ticket members were way easier. Uh, I have uh, <laughs> I I have heard so many bad things about the Titans situation and what they're doing. Uh, Zach Goodman says uh, double shade. First shade goes on the Jack Gentry for saying you can't spell win without Nick Westbrook and Kine, which was a funny comment. You can't and, spell win without NW. I mean. It's true. Zach's second shade goes to Chattanooga weather. I've had four seasons in two weeks. Yes, uh, from 90 to rain for a week to 50 to 60 for a few days and back to 80. Yeah, it's it, I, 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 that's why I think I'm sounding so – I don't know if I sound sick. There were a couple times you where sound I – You sound fine. I, I believe you're coming across. Oh, uh, there, there, there were a couple times today in the show where I, I thought I was like wheezing because I had to like get some <laughs> stuff out of my throat because of the, the situation I'm going through. Right. says – I was going to say, Ryan Gray says Jack is a fool. Uh, you're playing in front of a crowd, and they can boo if they want to. I, I said that to start. You can boo yeah. if you want. I've, I've booed players at games before, too. I'm just saying don't go compare your life to their life as a professional because they are not comparable. Yeah, so if you're going to throw shade, make sure you understand what you're throwing shade at there. Uh, Noah says, once uh, again, throwing shade at the 300-level concessions gets worse every home game. I've heard nightmares about that um, as well. Aaron says, Kind of hard to throw shade today, which is good. I guess Aaron's having a good week. Good my shade, Jack, I've got a video in my shade, and you're going to be all about this. I saw this this morning, and it was just a stupid, uninformed opinion by somebody I really respect, Michael Wilbon. Because of Lane Kiffin. The answer is Alabama because of Lane Kiffin. There's nothing to be proud of if you're a college footballer or any other sport but Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin's a clown. Lane Kiffin has been an embarrassment at multiple stops. I mean, nobody's going to run out there and say, yeah, I want Lane Kiffin right here on the logo representing me. The answer's Alabama, Tony. Lane Kiffin's a cute little story for guys like us who have to talk about sports every day, and we can come in Monday and say, ha, 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 Lane Kiffin. Once again, Lane Kiffin equals embarrassment at some point wherever he is. Alabama. It hasn't been at all. So my my question to Will Bond is, where list me the places that Lane Kiffin has been an embarrassment? You Florida Atlantic. He won. He won eleven games twice. Like I'm Ole just gonna Miss, go through. He took them from the depths uh, of of Matt Luke's complete and, and total sabotage. And, and took him to the Outback Bowl in his first season. Okay, so I'm going to go with the Dom says, oh, man, Austin, they just had their 20th anniversary. How are you going to throw shade at him? Look, I love PTI. Like, ask Zach and myself. PTI, a lot of things that we do with A to Z Sports is because both of us grew up loving PTI. But, man, 
Is Mike Wilbon sounding like he does, like his, the time has passed him? Lane Kiffin has not been an embarrassment. Christopher says the University of Tennessee and the Raiders. One, the Raiders were an embarrassment because of Al Davis, not because of Lane Kiffin. And Lane Kiffin was 33 years old when he got the head coaching job of the Raiders. Two, oh, the University of Tennessee was an embarrassment. That was the most competitive team that we've seen from the Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, I mean, maybe the 2015 season with Butch Jones, but that 2019 with Lane Kiffin, they fought their ass off. They had two walk-on brothers as their center and guard who had no business playing SEC football and went 7-5 and five with a very under-talented roster. And Lane Kiffin was like 34-35. At that time, he left Tennessee. Look, did he do some stupid things off the field? Sure. But he was a good coach and got that program going the right direction. Then he takes his dream job at USC. And look, he got fired in year four at USC, but his record was 28 and 15, 28 and 15. Like it wasn't a terrible record. And the situation he was under was awful because Pete Carroll, his former coach, had them on probation where he lost. He was down like 15 scholarships. So Lane Kiffin has not been an embarrassment on the field anywhere. Like the USC situation is a nuanced situation that Lane Kiffin has talked about how he would not go back to it again. Then he goes to Alabama, changes Nick Saban's football philosophy. I'll say that one more time. Lane Kiffin went to Alabama and changed Nick Saban's football philosophy. Nick Saban used to be get off my lawn, the hurry up offense is bad for football, to doing that and winning national champions with that and having Heisman Trophy winners with that. Then uh, he goes to Florida Atlantic, does as a head coach and is very successful. And now he's got Ole Miss ranked in the top 15 in year two. Give me a break. Give me a freaking break. Lane Kiffin is not a clown. Lane Kiffin is a top-notch offensive mind, and he's a good head coach, and we're finally figuring it out. I've been saying this for years, Jack, that Lane Kiffin has been a, is a good head coach. He should have gotten the Oregon job when they hired Willie Taggart, but that was a bad decision by Oregon. So, boom, Lane Kiffin's a really good head coach, and he's doing what he's supposed to do with Ole Miss. Thank you, Austin. I'm so glad you brought this up. And for all those Vols, say, Vols fans saying that he was an embarrassment at Tennessee, how many of you guys this past offseason were on your knees begging and pleading Lane Kiffin to come back? He 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 was young when he took that job. He did a great job up there. And, and you know, he's got, he revel- you're, you're right about what, what happened when he was under Nick Saban. I believe he was a big part in revolutionizing college football and, yeah. and really turning Bama into what they are now. And, and Sarkeesian obviously was a product of Lane Kiffin. Um, you know, following in his footsteps at, at Alabama as the OC, and now he's got a head coaching gig. Oh, Lane Kiffin is going to take Ole Miss to you know a, a level to where they can contend in the SEC West this year. While they don't have the talent at wide receiver like they have in the past, they still have Matt Corral. He's a front runner for Heisman. Lane Kiffin, he may be you know loud on Twitter and maybe a little weird sometimes and awkward socially. But the man can coach football. The man knows offense, and it, it's really shown throughout his career. And I get it. The Raiders was a problem. Sending Sebastian Janikowski out for a 78-yard field goal or whatever it was, getting fired four days later, that was bad. But he's come a long way from that moment. Yes. I mean, the guy is just now, like, in his mid-40s. <laughs> like, I mean, like, he's going to be around for a long time, and he's going to be really damn good for a long time. And I'm just proud to say – 
that I've always been right on Lane Kiffin and Zach for the longest time was always hating on me for how highly I thought of Lane Kiffin as a head coach. And then he goes to Ole Miss and now Zach loves Lane Kiffin because he's a good head coach. <laughs> Shocker. He's a good head coach. Zach gets him and now he likes him. That doesn't surprise me whatsoever. Uh, so Michael says, can we throw shade on Darrington Evans? Uh, you covered uh, yesterday picks that haven't played and we completely let Evans slide. When is he going to play? I mean, the guy keeps getting hurt and that sucks. It's unfortunate that Darrington Evans continues to have his have a lot of play robbed by injury. We have no idea what Darrington Evans can be. I think Darrington Evans can be a pretty good weapon in this offense and can do some good things, but he got to stop getting hurt and he's eligible to come off IR now. I don't know if the Titans are going to do that yet, uh, but he, he, you know, we'll see what happens with Darrington Evans, but I, I guess it's, it's fair shade because the guy's got to be able to stay healthy. Third round pick that hasn't really done much at all. Fair shade there from Michael. Yeah, I agree. Uh, McNichols has been fine right now, but Evan Tins adds a different dynamic to that Titans offense. Last thing on Lane Kiffin. Yeah. The SEC West, Miss, Ole Miss and Mississippi State would not be the same right now if it wasn't for Elijah Moore lifting his hind leg against Mississippi State and acting like he was peeing on the field after a touchdown, which yep. eventually led to um, a missed extra point from Ole Miss. Yep. Matt Luke then gets fired. Lane yep. Kiffin's hired. So what does Mississippi State do? They say, oh, man, Ole Miss has a coach. We're going to get rid of Moorhead. We bring in Mike Leach. It wouldn't have happened if Elijah Moore didn't lift that hind leg in the end zone. I promise you. No, you're absolutely right. It's the best fake pee ever. Like, I don't, I don't understand, like, the 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 outrage over somebody fake peeing. Like, I say that, build a statue of it. And then it was almost as bad as the outrage for Randy Moss fake mooning. <laughs> like... <laughs> He didn't, he didn't actually pee. He didn't actually moon the crowd. He just acted like he faked it. Like how like ridiculous do you have to be to find that offensive? <laughs> but anyway, all right. Uh, I hope you guys have a great rest of your Wednesday. Jack and I got to run. We got a meeting to get to here at 930. Uh, but man, uh, good Wednesday show. Uh, glad to have you guys along. We'll be back for a Titans Thursday tomorrow on a magic bucket. Luke Warsham will rejoin me as well. Uh, don't forget to tighten up podcast in the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. So go check that out throughout your day as well. Buck Rising tonight, A to Z Sports Primetime. We'll catch you later.